Ashley Norman is a 20 year industry veteran, a mother of three, stylist, international independent educator, and a brand representative for K18 and Schwarzkopf. And she's also won a one shot award. If you're tuning in and this is the first time you're hearing Ashley Norman's episode, then I encourage you to go back and watch part one. This is part two. In part one, we got a an awesome glimpse into her story about how she got to where she is up until her first, her first child. She's a mother of three, remember? So there's a lot more story leading up to where she is. So tune in check it out and definitely go back and watch the fir first one and don't miss the second one there's so many amazing points so here you go so i was working right. 50 hours a week behind the chair and i was traveling like every other weekend and it was crazy i had people just like hey would you come here would you come here would you come here and because instagram was fairly new in like 2015 and, you know, Instagram education was fairly new. There was a lot of demand for it. And because I had eight years experience already teaching, even though it was in, within one salon group, it's still what gave me the foundation to be an educator. And at that time, um, I was known for open air painting. So I was doing a lot of open air painting and posting these balayage pictures and little videos on my Instagram. And people were literally just interested in what I was was teaching. And, and the classes were small. It was like 10-person classes and then 15 and then 20. And I think my first ticket price was like 250 and then it went up to 300 And still, at the end of the day, like my very last class that I taught uh, before I had my son, who's actually turning eight next week, I was like eight months pregnant and so swollen. It was in August and I was teaching in Las Vegas and it was so hot. And I had two classes back to back, two different balayage classes. And I think I had like 20 people a day, like 300 a person. And that was like a lot of money to me back then. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. like this is rad. And sure enough, like I had that baby and my husband did the numbers and he was like, you did it. Like you hit the, you, you, you can work like essentially like you have permission to continue working. And we got, um, we sat down my mother-in-law who was a special needs teacher for 20 years or something like that, 25 years. And she was wanting to retire because she was working full time with special needs children. And she was getting older and physically for her to like manage a classroom. And it was just really hard. So she was like really down because we were like, Hey, like we will pay you to be our nanny essentially. And she can travel with you and, you know, watch the baby two days a, a week during the week. And she agreed to that. So I went down from working five days a week to three days a week. So I was working Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. We paid my mother-in-law for Tuesday, Thursday. And then my husband would watch my son on Saturdays. And then every other weekend, my mother-in-law would go with me and the baby because I'm still breastfeeding all the way through to he was actually 18 months old. We took him everywhere with us for that first year and a half. So it was pretty crazy because um, traveling with an infant, a breastfeeding infant, and going and doing this little you know road so show circus with grandma, um, and it was it was hard. It was really hard and exhausting, <laughs> really exhausting. But we did it, you know, and, and I didn't stop. And I think having, you know, having that rejection and having that challenge is what really pushed me forward to, to get out there and to stop questioning it. Because I think that's a thing that we do sometimes is we have opportunities or we have leads for opportunities, 
but we don't follow up because we think, oh, I don't know, like, can I realize it? And I think it's interesting because I thought motherhood was what was going to hold me back from being successful, but it's actually what pushed me forward because then I had a deadline. It was either get your shit together and do this or don't. And I wanted it so bad that I just went out and I did it. Pankles and all. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is amazing. Uh, this story is so good. So, uh, so you work with your mother-in-law and your kid uh, on the road. I imagine that's probably full of uh, interesting conversations between you and your mother-in-law. <laughs> I, I'd be very surprised if y'all didn't ever argue. Sounds like a lot. Sounds like, uh, but you did it. That's so inspiring. And so bring us all the way up to today. What are you doing today? And anything else that maybe we haven't talked about? If you want to say something to a person listening right now, who's kind of get thinking about making a change in their career, or they're just getting started, or they want to pursue one of these goals. Yeah. So, um, so I said 2015 is when I started traveling and educating when I was pregnant with my first child. I did stay at that salon um, because I was like, okay, I don't know if I can like leave this salon and have this kid. And then I stayed until about 2018. And that's when I got pregnant with my daughter. And things had gone from like bad to worse at that salon. And I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to go through another pregnancy like this. Like, this is not fair to my infant who's inside of me for me to be feeling this way. And I decided to move into a salon suite. And it was a big decision because, you know, at that time, it was just so much fear around, you know, was it me that made that salon or was it that salon that made me? And I didn't really know. And I was afraid if I left, I would just be nobody because, you know, back in the day, it really was about the salon and the salon group you worked for, you know, it wasn't necessarily that the individual was the brand. And so I still, it still really hadn't, you know, become clear to me that I was the brand. And so I was pregnant with my second kid. I made this big decision to move into a salon suite. At the same time, I decided to start filming my online education so I booked a videographer. I marked out six Tuesdays because remember, I was only working Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. So I marked out basically like one third of my schedule behind the chair. And I booked a videographer and I filmed for six weeks straight at one model a week. And I did it in my first trimester of my pregnancy because, again, I had a nine month deadline and I didn't want to film <laughs> before, you know, I wanted to get the filming done before I got too big and cringy to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, I just did it, you know? And, um, and then I had my daughter and by the time I had her, I had the opportunity to start releasing my, my online education. So during my maternity leave, I started releasing my first ever online education. And this was, like I said, 2018. So this was before online education was really popular. And because I was one of the first out the gate, I did really, really well. And that was the year that my, that I made more than my husband. And he was like, what the heck just happened? Like, you did you just have our second child and out earn me this year? And I'm like, yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Um, also, th that year, I had taken these toolkits that I was selling in person for my in-person education. I put them online, sort of doing um, actual shipping and handling with them. So um, I have these little um, board kits that I made. And I was really one of the first that started selling these foliage boards because 
I started making them in like 2016 and nobody was using boards back then, but we, you really needed them for these foilage techniques that I was coming out with. And so my dad was my manufacturer and he would literally go and buy the plastic and get it cut and get it engraved and get it sanded and packaged. And, um, and then we were like, you know, certain combs or brushes, or I was buying them wholesale from the companies that I really liked. And, making these little basically foilage kits. And I was only selling, you know, like I'd package these little 20, 20 little kits. Um, my dad would come over and he would, I'd have like a baby in the Bjorn and we'd like be packaging these little kits and I'd take them to my in-person classes. And so then I finally put them on online and started, you know, shipping and fulfillment, which was really fun. Cause then it was like two kids and going to the post office and packaging and labeling. And it was like, but like still it was what made me able to continue to grow um, my business while continuing to grow my family. Um, and 2019 was really when I got my first sponsorship. It was actually just a, a Leitner brand. And so up until that point, all of my hands-on education, I was paying for everything. I was paying for all the Leitner, all the color. And this was back then I was using Wella. And that was the company that ended up like sponsoring this girl that my ex-salon owner like made her her partner and then introduced them to their company. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I was kind of ready to kind of move on. And, and this, this bleach brand came out only go, which is actually still a really great, uh, lightener. And, um, they put me on uh, a black light tour, which was basically, they did these big events with Lisa loves balayage was like the lead artist. And then they would bring on like two or three other artists to come and do these big, like demonstrations on day one. And then they would do hands on the next day. So 2019, I did the Blacklight tour with Oligo. And that was my first like really, really big, like I think we had like 80 people in the audience for the demonstration and then 60 people for hands-on. It was like, wow, that was the biggest stage I had ever been at to up to that point. Um, but I not only did it, I did it and I knocked it out the park. And I was like, wow, like I'm actually really made for this. I'm really ready for this. And so that really helped me kind of get out of my shell a little bit more and want more of that. Um, I did have an offer at some point during that time to be on the BTC team. I ended up turning it down because I was pregnant with my daughter and they wanted me with this like brand that I wasn't like, it was for a product that I wasn't crazy about. And I just, and they're like, we need you to post. And it was going to be during my maternity leave. And I just thought, how inauthentic would it be for me to be on a maternity leave? I'm home with this newborn. And now every week, once or twice a week, I'm posting about this product that I've up to then never posted about. Like, And then they wanted me to do it for three months. And if they liked my, co my content, then they would keep me on after that. And so I'm like, well, what if you don't like my content? Now I've done this for three months. And then all of a sudden I stop posting about this product. Like how does that not completely hmm. ruin my credibility and the trust that I've worked so hard to build with my audience? And then of course they wanted me to come out to some event, but it was like the day after I was teaching two classes in San Diego. And I was like traveling to San Diego with my mother-in-law, with my assistant pregnant. Like, I'm like, how am I going to like teach these two classes and then fly out to Florida and do this big event. I was like, you know what? Like, no, like this isn't just this whole thing is not right. So I turned it down. And I really thought at that point, like I was going to be totally blacklisted from BTC because I was like, okay, well, there goes my shot at ever, you know, winning one shot or anything like that. So I just kind of was like, but you know what? Like I had to do what was right for, for my integrity and just also my family timing. Um, 
So of course, right. Uh, you know, after that was 2020. Um, so like 2018, I had my daughter 2019. I was like doing super, super well selling tools, selling online education, doing like the, the block by tour or whatever. Um, you know, 2020 brought everything to a halt. And that was a really scary time for me because I had already pre-sold the first half of my tour for the year. And I ended up having to refund like a hundred thousand dollars worth mm. of tickets. Mm. Thank God. Thank God. My husband is, you know, who he is. And <laughs> he had a, he has a, a separate account called OPM, which is other people's money. And so it was tickets that, you know, ticket sales that haven't been taught yet. So there's obviously money coming in when you're selling these tours and you don't want to be spending money that you haven't, you know, actually earned yet. And I actually had other influencers that told me that they had already spent their tour money. They had spent Mm. class money that they hadn't taught. And so Mm. they were just trying to like basically make their people happy with online education but they didn't even really have online education. So they were filming like really janky stuff on Dollheads really quick and being like, well, here's this in exchange for that. And I honestly don't know how that didn't burn burn their audience, but thank God I was able to have integrity in my brand and, and offer those either reschedules or refunds. And I just really didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, my husband, um, but prior to that was like seeing me, you know, grow and he bought this book from, um, Chip and Joanna Gaines. I don't know if you know who that is, but they're like that couple that has their like, you know, home makeover show. And, and he was, he had this like Chip and Joanna Gaines dream of like us working together, but he was so scared to quit his stable job because, you know, he thought, well, with what I'm doing, it's so fame based that what if it, what if it goes away? And, um, 2020 was really the test, you know, because that was living in Los Angeles County. We were locked down for nine months, nine months. Mm. And so the only thing I could do was sell online education, which thank God I had just filmed two new classes that that I could release. Um, And then I was actually introducing a couple of new tools. So I came out with a few new tools that that were really popular. Um, And then uh, I was able to travel to the states that were open. So I did start traveling um, about halfway through the year to the states that were more open than California. And so I, even in my worst year, I still made more than him, obviously less than I had the year prior, but my husband's like, wow, if you can still out earn me in your worst year, then like, maybe you're pretty stable. And then at the same time, like he was going through so much at his work, like it was just so much high stress and everything. And so he ended up just finally deciding like, you know what, like, it's not worth me living this really high stress lifestyle where I'm not home and present for my kids. And he was getting physically sick from like the anxiety and stuff that he was like, you know what, like you're, you've proven this year that, you know, what you're doing has stability and even during a a global pandemic. So um, he ended up quitting his job. And once he quit his job, we quickly realized like we really didn't have a reason to stay in Southern California anymore. And things were just getting so bad there with everything going on post COVID that we decided to move out of state. And so we moved to Nevada. We moved, we picked Vegas because, well, for one, it was only a four hour drive from my parents. And we were able to convince his parents to move with us because we're like, hey, we still need your help with raising these kids. And and they were retired. So they were ready to move. And um, it's still close enough to my parents that they can get here easily. Also, it has an international airport 15 minutes from our house. So I can actually fly around the the world easier than having to go to LAX. And um, 
And then also there's no state income tax. So that was a huge, huge deal because if you don't need to work in California for your job and you can pretty much live anywhere because your job is online, then it makes sense to go live in a state that's not going to charge you, for me, $40,000 a year in state tax. So that was a huge savings for us. Um, So we moved here and then that was the first year my husband was full time with me and we went hard because we were basically recovering the momentum from, you know, the pandemic. And that was the first year that all the trade shows opened back up. And uh, I actually taught a class at uh, Jacob Kahn Salon at the end of 2020 and he asked me, he was like, how come I never see you at the trade shows? And I was like, well, I, I said, I don't, I'm not really sponsored by like any of these bigger brands. And like, nobody really asked me to go and, and do this. And he's like, well, actually, like you are a brand. Like, why don't you just invite yourself? And then I was like, oh, so um, Las Vegas hair show was the first trade show to open back up after 2020. Um, so June of 2021, I did my first trade show and I basically just called IS, IBS. I called IBS up and I said, Hey, I'm an independent educator. I would love to come teach at your show. Um, would you give me a free booth? And they said, sure. So they gave me a 10 by 10 booth. I had all of my tools and merchandise there and they gave me three classrooms. And because I think, you know, well, for one, hardly any of the brands really showed up to those first couple of shows because I think they were still kind of scared. So it was interesting because I got to be a big fish in um, a small pond because there really wasn't a lot of people out there doing these shows yet. And I just showed up. And so next thing you know, I'm in this trade show ballroom with like three, 400 people. I mean, it was so packed. People were just sitting along the walls like it was crazy and the next thing you know we were doing that in um orlando premiere you know filling like just filling these rooms that were meant for 200 up to 400 and mm. they're like and so that's when like you know schwarzkopf and like k18 are like who is this like who and that's the thing is like up until that point i was basically like the indie band that had performed in every dive bar like it was just me my mother-in-law and one, an infant and a toddler, like with this little road show. And I was gaining relevance literally because my education was good. Like the only way I got my next gig was a referral was like, if my, my, my class wasn't good, I wasn't going to get the referral to my next class. And because I would have a salon owner come and sit in, even if it was a small class, next thing you know, that salon owner's like, come to my salon. And then I was able to sell more and just grow organically. And it wasn't easy. Even after each kid, I had to like rebuild the momentum, reinvent myself, come out with a new technique and evolve. Like I started out teaching open air painting. Now I teach foilage. Now I teach reverse foilage. Now I teach hair cutting, dry cutting, razor cutting. So I've always continued to evolve. And the reason that I was able to do that is because I had such a huge foundation of education underneath my belt that I've taken every methodology. So I can teach you at least a little bit about everybody's method because I've taken it. And so I wasn't pigeonholed into one specialization that I only knew one thing and would die off when the open air painting no longer was cool or whatever, because that wasn't the one only thing that I knew. That wasn't the only thing that I had education on. 
So that was the thing that that really helped me was like, again, putting myself out there first and then letting the brands kind of attract to me. And so I started, I started courting Schwarzkopf actually towards the end of the pandemic and was really like posting content for them for free for about a year. Same thing with K18, um, just out there, like, you know, posting about them, having them send products to my classes, which was so good because now I'm not paying for my color. I'm not paying for my treatments. And then at the same time, I'm able to give better and better swag to my students. So providing free products for, for, for them. And I, you know, was able to be out there and, and to do that and to prove to them like that, you know, I was already self-made and for them, if anything, it's just so easy because I already can self-produce and all they need to do is like, get me there. And, um, and that's really what happened. And so, uh, I did this year, my very first campaign for Schwarzkopf, actually two, two campaigns. I did the entire campaign for their color line called TBH. They relaunched it and they gave me a budget that was like, to me, like a down payment on a house. I couldn't believe how much money they were giving me for this one photo shoot. I hired my own photographer, wardrobe stylist. I brought on my team. It was me and we picked out four agency models and we did four transformations. And I did the haircuts, the colors and the styling start to finish, including online education. Um, that's now all available for free on YouTube. And so that was a huge thing because normally when the when Schwarzkopf does these big brand relaunches, they bring on like six to eight different influencers and produce the whole shoot. And the influencer just kind of shows up and does one model. So the fact that they gave me my own budget and just literally wired me the money and said, do it just shows you like the fact that I have been self-made gives them trust in, to, into the fact that I ha- I'm organized enough to handle that. Totally. Um, but also that I had the skill level to do every piece of it. Cause that's the other thing too, is sometimes these influencers are only specialized within cut or color. And so they have to have someone else do the mm-hmm. styling or someone else has to do the cut or whatever that may be. So I was able to, to, to handle my own campaign. And then they also put me on their essential looks campaign, which is the biggest campaign that they do as a comp- company globally. And essentially what it is, is they create the trend report for, that season. So they have uh, two, two of them that come out a year, fall, winter and spring, summer. So I was on the 2023 fall winter that just launched this month, by the way. And what they do is they, they identify three trends. And then within each three trends, they have a catwalk look and a salon friendly look. So I was given the salon friendly look of one of the three trends and I did the color for it. And I did my geodesic foilage technique, which is one of my signature patterns. So now, uh, starting this month, they're going on a global tour, Schwarzkopf is, and they're training people around the world with my technique. So it's pretty crazy because I actually got to go back and train the trainers. So they have you come out, they film the whole campaign, the education, step by step. Then you come out back again a few months later and train the trainers. So they send all of their top educators from around the world to come and learn the essential look. And then they go out and teach it in their countries worldwide. And so I got to do that this year. And so it's it's really incredible. Like every time I go to Germany, like I seriously just have a moment and I just cry a little bit because I just know that I've been working so hard for 20 years to get here. And yeah, did other, other influencer educators get there way faster, way earlier in their career without half the amount of work or heartache? Absolutely. 
But at the same time, like it means so much more to me. And not only that, but I have a foundation at this point where I feel like it's not going to go to my head because I've been humble through it and I'm mature enough for it. And so therefore it's given me the time to build the character to be ready because it's not just about getting there. It's about sustaining it. And you see sometimes a lot of these influencers kind of end up imploding even in, within their personal life. And it's like, I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want to lose my kids. You know, I still want to have great relationships with my children and my husband. And so there, I have to maintain a balance. And the only way I can do that is by having the ability to make decisions, hard decisions. And sometimes that means like right now, I'm not working behind the chair because I'm on the road so much that when I'm home, I need to be home. So I can't have everything all the time. But at the same time, I know what I do have. And that's what that 20 years and that foundation means to me. And so moving forward, like what I what I plan to do. And, and, what, and the reason I say plan is this is something I, I learned recently from my very good friend, Vladimir Sarbashev. I've actually been training with him. He's a, a brilliant, brilliant artist from Russia. He was the one who actually created AirTouch. And AirTouch is a trademark technique that he invented. And he has salons and academies in Russia. And now he's in here in Miami in the US. And I met him right when he moved here at Chicago, actually, a Chicago uh, trade show. And within the last year, I've actually been doing collaborations with him. And then I um, started taking his certification classes. And then we actually did a big class together, a big master class together this year in Brooklyn, New York. And something I was talking to him about the other night, we were just like direct messaging each other. And, and I was talking to him because I, I really want to have an academy. Like my dream, I should say, I shouldn't say dream because I'll tell you why in a second. But what I want is to have an advanced academy in Las Vegas. And that was one of the other reasons we picked Vegas because it's a, it's a destination city. And so people want to come here and they want to party and maybe they want to take a class. And again, that's what I want to bring back is the foundation and being able to have life models. The fact that I even do hands-on in my traveling education is unique. Most traveling independent educators don't do hands-on because it's so much easier to do a demo on the road. But then to also have everyone bring a doll head and a tripod and do hands-on. And we start hands-on at 4 p.m. So we start theory at 9.30 in the morning. And then we have a live model. And then we do hands-on. Like my classes are 10 hours long. And people are exhausted after they take my class. And I do this traveling while pregnant. By the way, I have three kids. So within that last year, I forgot to mention, I actually had a third child. So, you know, I've done this through three pregnancies, traveling, nursing, postpartum. And, you know, what I do, like people that assist me in my classes sometimes can't keep up with me while I'm pregnant. But it's it's the energy of of the excitement and the passion and the love that I have for the craft that keeps me going. And what I want to see is an opportunity for a young stylist to come out of beauty school and be able to go and attend a physical academy where they can do hands-on, where the class can be more than one to two days. And they can actually get that, that deeper, longer experience and foundation where they can take multiple classes that builds up to a certification. So, um, so Vladimir told me like over direct message the other night, he said, you know, don't say that that's your dream because a dream is something you can't control. You said, I dream for health, but I plan to do these things. And so I'm at the point now where it's like, you know, we moved, we, we had an out-of-state move. We reestablished, you know, the momentum. My husband's been working with me full-time. 
We decided to throw a third kid on top of that pile, which was another crazy decision. Um, but then I turned around this year and got two of the biggest sponsorships I've ever gotten in my career, gotten to do these incredible campaigns, have gotten to teach, you know, for, for K-18 as well. Even this, this last behind the chair show, again, I'm still not behind the chair team, but here I am having my own classroom at the behind the chair award show. And it's the the last class on the last day, like Monday afternoon, everyone's pretty much like, you think it's going to be gone home at that point. No, my class is full. My classroom's full, like down to people who are, you know, sitting in the freaking, you know, audio booth, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's just proven to me over and over and over again that it's like, you know, I can do this and I need to have faith in myself and, and you know, now I'm at the point where it's like, I have the resources to start actually manifesting this physical location. So I'm working with a commercial real estate agent and trying to find the right spot and, and, and when to do it and how to do it. And it's, it's not easy. And it all just seems kind of like, you know, again, just a dream, but really, it's like, it has to eventually take shape. So if I just like Vladimir tells me to, plan for it instead of think of it as something that, you know, is something that's out in the universe, I know that I can make it happen. So that's really what my goal is for next year is to go out and and work towards that, as well as teach more classes internationally. So I've taught already a few classes internationally, but I'm getting more and more people from different countries wanting me to come out. And I've been you know, in the past, sitting back thinking, okay, well, maybe Kate Teen's going to send me or maybe Schwarzkopf's going to send me on this global tour. But at the same time, it's like, you know what, like, I never waited for a company to give me permission or tell me that I was their person or, or, you know, even when it comes to being a platform artist, nobody gave me that, that title, I made that, that happen for myself. So why can't I make this happen for myself? And so that's where I'm at now, where I'm actually like following up on all the leads of people who've been like, hey, one day you should come to Australia. Okay, well, you know what? Actually, why don't you give me a good time of year? Let's have a real conversation about this. Like, let's make this happen. And so it's scary for me to talk about on a podcast because this is like being recorded and someone's going to hear this. What if it doesn't happen? Right. So then I've said something that, you know, this is what I'm trying to manifest. And then it doesn't happen for me. And I think that's the fear. Sometimes we we don't want to say what we really want because what if it doesn't happen? Because then that's going to be an embarrassment, you know. But what if it does happen? Because my last podcast that you listened to, you know, um, I think I mentioned thinking about having a third child and being scared because I was like, wow, like can I do this? I'm, you know, now in my mid thirties and you know my career is at a, at a completely different level. And what if I take time off this time and? Is and is that really going to sideline me? And I, you know, coming back, I I had my third child at thirty five. I just turned thirty seven, so he is a little bit over a year now. Um, you know, it was scary. Even like thinking these young kids are so cool and they're so swaggy in this industry. And how am I going to compete as a woman past thirty five years old with a third child? And God has shown me over and over and over with His faithfulness that if I'm faithful to Him, He will be faithful to me. And if this is if I'm out there pursuing it for this purpose of like of on the education and and truly believing that I can have a positive impact on this industry and believing that this is something that he has sent me out to go and do. And if I don't lose focus on that mission, then it will continue to be blessed. Nice. 
amazing. This, uh, I love your story. I'm so excited to share it with everybody. And I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show and share anything you'd like to say as you sign off. I mean, I feel like you did such a good job, like driving home so many points and i'm really looking forward to kind of getting into this and really kind of pulling out all these takeaways because there's going to be so many you know valuable pieces of information but just uh anything you'd like to say before we close out um i think one thing that is really important and something that was a very painful lesson for me that i think people should hear is to think about their identity because I think so much of our identity nowadays can be wrapped up in a number that is at the top of a social media app on a smartphone. And that's just really wrong because that number really isn't going to be the qualifier of what you have to offer this industry. And I also think someone else's opinion of you can also not be your identity. And I think that's where I've gotten caught up in before is either thinking, you know, my mentor's rejection of me and her opinion of me, or, you know, my number is not as big as their number. I think a lot of that, allowing that to be the, being my identity is actually what's held me back in the, in the short term and really truly learning where my real identity lies and where, where I like what kind of impact that I can have on the industry and realizing the importance of that is so much bigger than these opinions or these numbers or the brands and the contracts. Because if you have that security in yourself, ultimately that's what's going to compel you longer and further as well as keep you grounded within your real life, right? And then lastly, I think the other thing that's important to remember um, alongside your, your identity is, is the journey. I think a lot of times we think like, I'll be happy when, or I will feel validated when I win this award or when I get this company's contract or this attention. And that's just really not true. If anything, you really have to look at this craft as a journey and pursue progression. And that was something my husband even asked me at one point. I was complaining about this or that and seeing someone who did get on BTC team, for example, and someone who had taken a class of mine and used my board and then made a board that was almost identical and blow past me times 100. Like just, it was just like, man, like, you know, maybe I should have paid, played the game a little bit more or whatever. And, and my husband just said to me, he said, you know what, Ashley, like, what do you want? He's like, do, do you want to be like this epic rise and fall, like this firework that just goes off and then is nothing? Or do you want to have a continued life, a pursuit of progression where you just continually grow? And that really hit me. And it is something I continue to think about today. And it's interesting because we recently looked up the, the, the definition of mental health, because I was preparing to speak on mental health at Orlando Premier. And one of the definitions of mental health was that positive emotion is generated by a perce perception of, of progression. So when you feel that you've progressed in any area, that's what sparks a positive emotion. 
And I think a lot of times this idea of comparison is the thief of joy is we go and we look and we compare and we see or we hear, and that's what kind of brings us down. But instead to compare ourselves to ourselves yesterday and remember that this life is about a journey, not a destination and work towards just continued progression in our craft. Wow. So that's some pretty philosophical and heavy stuff. And I love it. I just, I personally like really, really, really um, connect with things like, like that. You know, you, you said something earlier that said uh, that made reminded me of this saying that you're entitled, you're not entitled to the fruits of your labor, only the labor. And uh, so enjoy the process. Um, but you just drove it home in a great way. I really appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I know we ran over. Uh, I really appreciate <laughs> that even more, your time even more because of that. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. And uh, I hope to see you again soon. And, um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. <laughs>